Hallelujah. I wanted to read a passage out of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This charge, say with me, this charge. I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Say with me, wage the good warfare. How many of you realized that last weekend when Dennis Goldsworthy Davis was here, some of the most strategic prophetic words for this church, if everybody could stand up, had been given to this church last weekend. Now, in this passage, it says that we have to wage warfare with the prophecies that have been spoken. Why? Because the enemy is raging against us. I don't know if you can feel it, but the enemies launched an all-out spiritual attack against Prepare the Way. I don't know how many can feel it. We got one of our members, Ron Pascucci, had a heart attack today. Okay? We got a bunch of other stuff going on. How many know the devil is after the word of the Lord that was prophesied? Amen? And how many of you realize we got to wage warfare with the prophetic words? Amen? So, so the Lord instructed me this morning to hit a couple of the key things that were said about that. And we're going to do something about that this morning. Amen. This is some of the, this was just Saturday night. This was just a Saturday night meeting. He said, you were put here to be a gateway church in a gateway city. He puts you here essentially to be a gateway church. A gateway church is a door. Say with me, a door. A door opening, a gate opening church that allows things to come into the city. How many know we're contending for awakening? We're contending for revival. Amen. The enemy keeps trying to discourage you and tell you that you will need to stop and that you're getting weary. You need to stop this. You need to tell him to be quiet. Because we were placed here to be a gateway to what God wants to bring into this city. I hear the sound of a hammer hitting a pick, and the pick is going after gold, and you're looking for the vein. You've struck a couple of the veins, but there's what's known to gold miners as the mother load. Say with me, mother load. And the Lord will never put you here to touch a couple veins, but he puts you here to touch the mother load. Your claim has already gone into heaven, and the pick has already opened the way to a greater vein. The reason that God wants you to bring you into another pathway is because you've got a pathway that's going to get opened up on the path of life. There is a life of God that you have not yet touched, but he wants you to touch. He told me he was looking for places to host. So if you go somewhere, you carry the realm of God into that place. And all you have to do is reach out in faith. God wants to take them aside. He's talking about Pastor Cani. Take them aside to rest and to prepare them because the next season is going to be unbelievable. How many believe that? Listen, you are due a restoration. You are due, that means it's ordered. 
It means it has been written in the courts of heaven. It means that you have been said by God, the papers are out, and all we have to do is claim our promise, I receive my renewal. You're due a restoration. So I silence under the anointing. He's speaking here. I silence the words that have been spoken in a contrary manner against this church. I actually pronounce over this church that you've been essential and you carry essential oils. And I declare over this place that you are so essential because you are a gateway to bring in that which none other will do. You are destined for glory. You are destined for the weight of glory. Those are words to live by. They are words to fight for. Amen. How do we fight for them? With the high praises of God. Amen. Psalm 149. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people. Listen, to bind, that's a legal term, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Listen now. To execute, that's a legal term, on them the written judgment. What written judgment? The written judgment that was taken and declared out of heaven. We've got to execute it into place. Amen? To execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all the saints. Say with me, all the saints. Now, I believe that God's called us to do this corporately this morning. So out of our mouths, I'm going to have us declare some things. And then we're going to sing. We're going to shout. We're going to praise his name because that word, we've got to wage war for with it. God spoke it in heaven. We've got to speak it in the earth. We need to declare, not prophesy it, declare it, proclaim it. Amen. I want you to say it with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, as a member of Prepare the Way International Church, we are a gateway church. We open doors for the word of the Lord for the Arizona awakening and we close doors to every demonic entity that would set itself against this church and the move of God that you're bringing to this city and to this state. We declare by the word of the Lord that we will strike the mother load. We take hold upon the gold of heaven the golden glory and we take it out of heaven and we bring it into the earth by faith in the name of Jesus. We will walk in the path of life that you have ordained for us and we declare that the path of life will bring your glory and bring your grace in the name of Jesus. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that's rise up in judgment against prepare the way, we declare those words null and void in the name of Jesus. We raise the standard through the anointing. We set ourselves against the flood of wickedness and we decree that that which is written in heaven about prepare the way 
shall be executed in the earth in the name of Jesus. We will not wait for you have redeemed the time and you are recovering and you are restoring everything that's been stolen, everything that's been lost. We receive the restoration. We receive the restoration. We receive the restoration. Shout unto God. Come on, let's go. High praise, high praise. Hallelujah. 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 Let the restoration. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of
floods of wickedness that the enemy has set against this church. For the Lord says, as you raise a standard in righteousness and holiness, the Lord said that the enemy cannot penetrate my holiness. For the Lord says, as you consecrate yourself in the fear of the Lord, the Lord says, my grace is sufficient and I will raise a curtain of glory as a result of the grace that I am extending to those who abide in my secret place. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with he who is of a humble and contrite spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the spirit of my contrite ones. For the Lord says, I have abided with those that have humbled their hearts before me, that have come before me even as children. And yes, I have even created and written your names in a book of remembrance upon those who meditate my name and fear my name, says the Lord. For I'm releasing within my remnant church the spirit of the fear of the Lord 
Lord, and I will cause a holiness to shroud my people, and they shall be marked for the highway of holiness. For as you trod on that highway of holiness, I will cause my grace and my glory to be poured out upon you. And yes, you will be called my remnant church. You'll be called my unique ones, even my strained ones, says the Lord. For I will anoint your tongue to speak as an oracle of God. I will fill your hands with my power, says the Lord. And yes, even cancer shall not stand before my church. For I'm releasing, as it were, my anointing for miracles. For as you've cried out unto me for miracles, I am releasing miracles in this house, says the Lord. For you shall not be known only as a house of prophecy, but you shall be known as a house of miracles. Arise and praise my name. War with the words that I've spoken unto you. And the Lord says, I will raise a standard against the floods of wickedness, and I will release the floods of grace, the floods of salvation, deliverance, healing, and miracles, not only in this church, but in this city and in this state, says the Lord, for I will not be denied the harvest that I have promised, and I have planned. Are you the people? Are you part of my remnant, says the Lord? And if you say yes and amen, I will pour out my spirit upon you, says God, and I will cause you to arise and shine, for my glory is risen upon you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hey! Hallelujah. Out of your belly rivers of praise. Out of your belly rivers of prophecy. Out of your belly rivers of proclamation. Let the kings of God arise. Speak the decree. Speak the decree. Speak the proclamation. Declare my deliverance, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Woo! How many are feeling that? How many are there's breakthrough? There's breakthrough in the house, church. Oh, Hey, I got about say, I got about say. Hey, 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 I got about hey. Hey, I got about hey. Heal, I got about say. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I want to pray for this couple over here. If you'll come on up this couple. I don't I don't think I've ever met you. Yeah, the two of you. Come on up here. Y'all married, right? Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for your wife first. Come here. Come here. Hallelujah. The Lord says that the enemy has set a, an assignment of death against you. And the Lord says, I'm breaking... The curse of death off of you now, right now, in the name of Jesus. For the Lord says that I have ordained life unto you. For the enemy has tried to steal your health, steal your wealth, steal everything from you. 
But the Lord says that I have prayed for you that your faith would not falter. For you have held on to, as it were, the horns of the altar. You've prayed, you've cried out unto me, says the Lord. I've heard your prayers. And the Lord says deliverance is in the house, in your house, in your temple. For the Lord says, as you cried out unto me for life, The Lord says, I am bringing forth a healing. I'm bringing forth a miracle. I'm bringing forth a restoration in your body, in your mind, even in your family, says the Lord. For the enemy has stolen way too long. He's been found out and he must restore sevenfold. For the Lord said, the enemy has stolen the last seven years from you. But the Lord says that I'm bringing a restoration and a healing. And the Lord says, because you have not succeeded, come to the wiles of Satan, his lies and lying symptoms, the Lord says, I'm ordaining restoration and life. The Lord said, my Zoe life shall flow from heaven. And the Lord says, I will bring life to where there's been death and I will redeem you from a generational curse that's been set against you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I break the generational curse of death off this woman now in the name of Jesus. And I command every demon behind the curse of death to come out of her now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Loose her and let her go. Right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Come on. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it, take it, take it, take it, take it by force. In the name of Jesus, be free, be free, be free, be free, be made whole now, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus, be made whole, be healed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be free, be free, be free, be free. Good, stay down, stay down, stay down. And the Lord said, the enemy has come against your family. And you've watched, you've threw your hands up, God. I don't know what else to do. You've prayed, you've cried, you've done everything you know to do. And the Lord says, I've seen your frustration. But the Lord says, I'm answering from heaven this day. And I say, enough is enough. The Lord says, I've drawn a line in the sand. And I've heard the intercessors pray in your behalf. And the Lord says, you have had undaunted hope, but you've been tempted to quit recently. But the Lord says, I'm strengthening your heart. I'm strengthening your soul. And the Lord says, I will not, I will cause you not to cave in the day of battle. And the Lord said, because you've held fast to my promises, the Lord says, I'm answering from heaven. I'm answering from heaven. Even this day, says the Lord, for I've reserved a blessing. Vive even said in your heart, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And the Lord says, the goodness of your master, your father, you shall see in this season, says the Lord. And you will not, 
be disappointed. But the Lord says, I will cause you to arise with a shield in your hand. The Lord says, you've worn my battle armor. You've taken the sword of the spirit. You've worn the helmet of salvation. You put on the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace on the gospel and the belts of truth. You've taken upon yourself. But the Lord says, I desire you to put on my cloak of zeal and my garments of vengeance, says the Lord. For the Lord says, as you take the garments of vengeance, I will avenge you. I will avenge your wife. I will avenge your family. For the zeal of the Lord shall consume you. And the Lord says, you will take back everything that the devil has stolen for he has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Receive it. Just receive it. Hallelujah. Give him praise. We give you praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. I don't know either. I can feel the spirit of might in this house. Can you feel the might of God? How many of you got to contend for the might of God? You got to contend for it. We're not going back into fear. We're not going back into doubt and unbelief. We contend for the spirit of might. Hallelujah. How many know there's a good anger? The ain't God's angry at the devil. Amen. And sometimes we just need to take that on. Bible says be angry and sin not. Well, I'm angry at the devil. Amen. I'm tired of seeing him steal from people, kill them and destroy them before their time. Amen. I want everybody to stand. I just pray for an impartation of the might of heaven this morning. I want you to say with me, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but he has given me the spirit of love and of might and of power and soundness of mind. And I call upon the spirit of might in my spirit. And I say, rise up, spirit of might, spirit of power, be released within me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him glory. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Hallelujah. Woo! Time to fight back. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. This is a prophetic word I've been asking God for. Not just to preach good messages, but the prophetic word of the Lord. Amen. The title of this message this morning is Gold Refined in the Fire, Secrets to Stirring Spiritual Hunger. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would anoint my tongue, that it would be as it were the pen of a ready writer to speak a word in season that would bring revelation, rejuvenation, restoration to your people. Thank you, for Lord, for eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. We'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If we could have the preaching lights on in the back. Hallelujah. 
So you guys can read your Bibles. Hopefully you brought them. Praise God. You know, when Dennis was here last weekend, he made a statement that really cut to my heart. He said, how do you lead a people who are spiritually satisfied? And he made reference to the Laodicean church. And so we're going to go ahead and read that passage. So if you have your Bible this morning, turn with me to Revelation chapter 3. I couldn't get the whole verses on there, but we're going to start at verse 14. And it says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God's, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold, nor wish you were cold or hot. You are neither cold nor hot, and I wish you could be cold or hot. Verse 16. So then, because you are lukewarm, say with me, lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. How many know that the Lord does not like lukewarm water? Either wants you hot or he wants you cold. Amen. Verse 17, because you say, I am rich. Say with me, I am rich and have become wealthy and I have need of nothing. Say with me, need of nothing. Not even God. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 18, here's the prescription. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. Say with me, gold refined in the fire. And white garments, say with me, white garments, that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes, say with me, anoint your eyes, with eyesab that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Say with me, repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. Now, I had a prophetic sign that happened back in 1989. I think I may have shared this once. I know I shared it once in the seven and a half years that we've been a church. The Lord impressed upon me to share the, the prophetic sign again. I was this was in 1989. It was either right before or right after Hurricane Hugo hit Charleston, South Carolina. And I want to tell you a story about this picture here. I want to show it to everybody. That my parents purchased for my room, my bedroom, back in 1967 when we moved to Peru, Illinois. They went to May's Drugstore and they purchased this picture of Jesus so this, per, this, uh, this is uh, old, this picture. <laughs> Since put it in a newer frame. But they purchased this and they put this in my bed when I was three years, in my bedroom when I was three years above my bed. And I took this everywhere I went. Everywhere I moved, I took this picture with me. And so when I moved to Charleston, South Carolina in uh, 1987, I had placed this picture above my bed, and it sat there for two years. And one night, this was in 1989, I had been studying at my desk about the book of Revelation and about the move of God and the revival God had promised that I would become a part of. And the next morning, and I woke up, 
And I looked across the room, and this picture was no longer above my bed. It was placed on my table. I got up. I thought somebody broke in. I went, checked the front door. I wasn't living with anybody. I was by myself. Checked the front door. It was locked. And as I began to ponder it, I realized that this was a prophetic sign from God. And so I went that morning to talk to my pastor about what happened. He said, well, it's a sign from God. What's the picture about? Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And I realized that God was telling me to bring a prophetic message to the church. You can turn me down just a little bit. I got a little ringing there. About the Laodicean church. Now, over the years, I've been preaching since 1989. I've preached this message, and I felt like this was the time to bring this message out again. I've only, like I think, preached it one, one other time in eight years of this church. Amen? So if we take a just look a passage at this passage of Scripture, we see that repent is Jesus' prime directive. Turn me down just a little bit, a little bit too loud. Repent is, a, is Jesus' prime directive in this passage which is the starting point, say with me, starting point, from which we can proceed to buy gold refined in the fire. Because he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, white garments, that the shame of your nakedness would not be revealed, and apply eye salve that you would truly see. Amen? So we see that repentance starts with the conviction and confession. Say with me, conviction and confession of sin, and it is catalyzed by the judgments of the Lord. I'm still a little bit loud. We could turn me down just a little bit. Psalm 19, verse 9, on your screen. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord, say with me, judgments of the Lord, are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold? Say with me, gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Say with me, fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, by what? By the judgments of the Lord, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, what? The judgments of the Lord. In keeping the judgments of the Lord, there is a great reward. Say with me, great reward. How many of you know that fine gold is refined gold? Amen? Are you with me? So I've got a question for you this morning. Could buying from God gold refined in the fire begin with the judgments of the Lord? I think so. we got one right answer right here. 1 Corinthians 11 talks about three stages of judgment that Paul brings forth. He says... If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we would not be condemned with the world. So there's three judgments. There's self-judgment. And if we don't judge ourselves, then we have what's called the chastening of the Lord. How many know that word chastening means discipline? The discipline of the Lord. And if we don't submit to the discipline of the Lord, then we will be condemned with the world. Amen? How many of you want to be a son or daughter of God? How many know you can't be a son or daughter unless you've received him? For to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God. Amen? 
So if you're not born again, people say, well, all people are sons and daughters of God. Well, that's not true. You have to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to be a son or a daughter of God. Amen? How many be a son? How many want to be a daughter? I'm going to see your hands. Come on. All right? Well, that means that you've signed up for the chastening of the Lord. You signed up for the discipline of the Lord. Hebrews 12. My son, do not despise the chastening or the discipline of the Lord. Don't be discouraged when you're rebuked by him. For whom the Lord chastens, he loves, and scourges every son he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. But if you are without chastening, you are illegitimate and not sons. Uh, How many of you are thankful for the chastening of the Lord? How many know when God's dealing with you? The discipline. How many know realize that's part of the judgments of the Lord? Amen? The Bible says that we are to love or desire the judgments of the Lord more than gold, than much fine gold. Because the judgments of the Lord are sweeter than honey. See, religion calls the judgments of God something you don't want. The Bible doesn't say that the judgments of the Lord are bitter, but religion tells you that the judgments of the Lord are bitter, something you should run away with or run away from. But the Bible says that you should desire the judgments of the Lord more than gold because they're sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Amen? And that's one of the lies in the church that we don't want the judgments of God. I don't know. I cry out for the judgments of God every day. For in keeping them there is great reward. By them your servant is warned. Amen? That we would not fall into presumptuous sins. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable. In your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen? So we need to begin. How do we purchase gold from heaven? We got to begin by repenting and asking God for his judgments. Ask for the judgments of the Lord. Amen? How many know that the judgments of the Lord are wrought through the spirit of conviction? You're not going to find this in a a hyper-grace church, this message. Amen? Or a false grace message. Or a false grace church. Amen? Jesus said in John chapter 16, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Why is it so expedient that the Holy Spirit come? Why? And when he has come... He will convict. Say with me, convict. He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. Amen? How many know when God brings his judgment, there's a conviction that comes? How many know when God's judgment comes, there is a judgment that comes, a conviction? And without conviction, we'll never make a confession of sin. How many know if you're never convicted of sin, you'll never make a confession of sin? And if you never make a confession of sin, you'll never be cleansed of your sin. Amen? A lot of people are taught, oh, well, I repented when I got saved. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Ah, uh, no. How many of repentance is a lifestyle? Daily taking inventory. Lord, search my heart. See if there be any wicked way within me. Lead me in the way of life everlasting. I cry out for your judgments. Amen? 
But we don't live there. But that's the first thing we need to do. If we're complacent with God, if we are lukewarm spiritually, that's the starting point right there. Amen? I remember when uh, uh, a few months ago, I guess this was back in February, that the Asbury Awakening took place, that the Lord spoke to me. He said, this move of God that we're moving into will not be restricted by age, will not be restricted by denomination, will not be restricted by people group, but there are three requirements to move into this awakening. Number one, be humble. Number two, be holy. Number three, be hungry. Amen? But I got news for you. Unless you humble yourself before the Lord, you will not receive the grace of repentance. Amen? So you can repent of your sin. How many know the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble? So when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he gives us the grace of repentance. How many know you can't even repent on your own? The Bible said, peradventure, God give you repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So we got to humble ourselves, receive the grace of repentance that we can be holy. Because once you're cleansed, you're holy. Amen. So we need to repent. We need to be refined. And in that place of holiness, God will revive you. Amen. Amen. So we'll need to repent, be refined, and be revived. Say with me, repent, refine. Revive. Hallelujah. All right. You still there? All right. So I got another question for you. What kind of fire does God use to refine us? Any old fire? No. Isaiah 4, verse 4. The Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst. What's he talking about? He's talking about a a sin-filled Israel that had fallen into idolatry. How would he cleanse them? How would he purge them? How would he purify them? He tells us how. By the spirit of judgment, say with me, the spirit of judgment, and by the spirit of burning. What kind of fire? The spirit of burning. Amen. You see, the judgments of the Lord are wrought through the spirit of conviction, which is the spirit of judgment. Repentance starts with the conviction and the confession of sin, which is catalyzed by the spirit of judgment. Repentance is completed through the cleansing of sin by the spirit of burning. Classic example in Isaiah chapter 6. He was in a place of crisis. How many have been in crisis recently? His best friend, King Uzziah, just passed away. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And he began to see the angels of God crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Heaven and earth are filled with his glory. How many know that when you have an encounter with the face of God, you encounter the holiness of God? 
And the holiness of God will always bring forth a conviction of sin. That's exactly what happened to Isaiah. In the midst of the glory of a holy God, he began to cry out, Woe is me, for I am undone. That word undone means I am destroyed. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king. How many know that we need to have an encounter with the face of God, with the face of Jesus, if we're going to be truly convicted of our sin? God is tired of apologies. Amen? We say we're sorry over and over and over again. And God said, no, I didn't say to apologize. I said to repent. Amen? The Bible says, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes his sin will have mercy. It doesn't say just confess. That means we are to turn away from our sin. That's what repentance means. It means do a 180. You're going one way, and you do a 180. Some people say do a 360. Well, that's wrong. You're just keeping it going the wrong way. Got to do a 180. Amen, church? I can't believe I just did that. Need you to laugh. Amen. Mm. Woe is me, for I'm undone from a man of unclean lips. And so what? The conviction of God due to the holiness of God produced a confession of sin. Now what comes next? After conviction and confession by the spirit of judgment, now he needs to be cleansed of his sin by the spirit of burning. Amen. So Isaiah begins to look. He says, what? What's this angel coming near to me? Looks like he's got a live coal in his hand. What is he doing with that? And he begins to get closer and closer with this live coal. He says, I'm going to touch your lips with this, and you're going to be cleansed. And Isaiah freaks out. He says, no, you're not. Angel says, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. He brings this coal close, and he cleanses, and he purges his lips. He says, behold, I've cleansed your lips. You've been purged. How many know that was the spirit of burning at work to cleanse the of his iniquity. Amen? And so after this cleansing, he begins to hear a voice in heaven. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? He responded to the Lord. Here I am. Send me. How many know that those words are being echoed out of heaven continually? Whom, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? But you'll never hear those words until you've been cleansed. That's why we've got people that went, but they weren't sent. Because God's got a purging, cleansing work to be, to be done in his church before he can release us into, his, into our high calling. Amen? We need to have an encounter with the face of God. The judgment... And the burning are the work of one of the spirits, seven spirits of God. You know what they are? The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, understanding, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Which one did Jesus delight in? He delighted himself in the fear of the Lord. He judged not by the sight of his eyes, nor by the hearing of his ears. Amen? And so the judgment and the burning are the work of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is the one that Jesus delighted in. 
The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Well, if it's his treasure, it needs to be our treasure. Amen? How do we know this? Proverbs 6, 6, 16, verse 6. By the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. That's the spirit or the attribute of the Holy Spirit that will convict you, cleanse you of your sin, make you holy so that you can be revived. Amen? So how many know that the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning working together actually is the work of the spirit of the fear of the Lord? That's what we want. Amen? So the conviction and the cleansing are the work of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of burning, which is an attribute of the spirit of the fear of the Lord, purifies us like gold. So what's the first thing to be purified? Us. That's what needs to be purified. You want to purchase gold refined in the fire? You got to get in the fire. Amen? You got to get in the fire. How do you do that? By humbling yourself before the Lord, repenting before the Lord, confessing your sin before the Lord, letting him cleanse you. See, that's what's missing in the church. There's no true cleansing of sin. Because those two spirits work together. That's why when we have altar calls, people are convicted of their sin and they're confessed of their sin, but they don't stay in the glory long enough for the spirit of burning to cleanse them of their sin so they won't go back to it anymore. But you see, once burning cauterizes that part of your soul and your spirit, you have no more desire to go back into that sin. That's what we need in the church. We need the spirit of burning. Amen. But you got to stay engaged long enough for God to do that cleansing work in you. Does that make sense? John the Baptist said it this way. He's preaching in the wilderness. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. How do you make the path straight? You've got to preach repentance, amen? No repentance, no revival, period. He goes on to say, Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he was coming as mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. Everyone to cry out for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want the power of God. But who is crying out for a baptism of fire? The cleansing, the purging, the purifier that will qualify us to be an instrument of righteousness. Amen. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, and he will burn. Say with me, burn. Burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Amen? Who's signing up for that? I don't know about you, but I am. Because if you're not purified, God can't use you. Again, he's looking for a pure move of the Spirit. All right, a couple questions for you. How does God test us? And what does he test? Isaiah 48, verse 10 on your screen. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you 
in the furnace of affliction. How many know that sometimes trials and tests is what God uses to purify you? If you just bump through life and have no, no problems in your life, you know what it tells me? It tells me that you're not a threat to the devil. How many know that the devil tempts you so he can destroy you, but God will test you so that he can promote you? He's all about your promotion. Well, is the devil working with, you know, the Bible, Bible said even with Jesus, he had to go through that test. It says that Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. You would think that they're in cahoots with one another. No, they have two different separate agendas. The devil set out to destroy Jesus in the wilderness, but God set out to promote him. You know, when he came out of that wilderness, what did it say of Jesus? It said, when he came out of the wilderness, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. But he had to be, he had to be purged and purified in the wilderness before he can move in the power. Everybody wants the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Everybody wants the baptism of power, uh, power, but nobody wants fire. But the fire is what qualifies you for the power. Amen? It's really quiet here. Y'all processing? Tell me you're processing. So what gets tested? Your words will be tested. Your works will be tested. Your ways will be tested. Psalm 12, verse 6, listen to this. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. I don't know about you, but I'm praying that. Lord, I don't want to speak any word that would bring death to anything. How many know the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof? Amen. James talks about it. He says, but out of the same mouth proceed blessings and curses. This ought not to be. Amen? If you can control your tongue, you are a perfect man. You can control everything if your words are pure. Amen? Let the, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So whatever you think, you should say, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things and speak those things only. Let your words be seasoned like salt, that you would speak edification to the hearers. Amen? Lord, let my words be purified seven times. Let my words be few. The Bible says, in the multitude of words, there is no want for sin. It's really quiet. Amen? All right. So your words are tested. How about your works? Are your works tested? 1 Corinthians 3.12. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, and hay, each one's work, say with me, work, will become clear for the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work. Say with me, work, of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on, endures, he'll receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he'll suffer loss. But he himself will be saved as through by fire. All right.
So your words will be tested, your works will be tested, and how many know that your ways will be tested? On your screen, Job 23, verse 10. This is Job talking. But he knows the way, say with me, way, that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Gold refined in the fire. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Amen? So we need the judgments of the Lord. That's part of that gold that we need. All right. So the fire will test your words, your works, and your ways. What else will it test? It'll test your faith. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice. For, no, for now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? That the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that perishes. Amen. Though it be tried by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, purified faith is the spiritual currency, say with me, currency, by which we purchase gold refined in the fire that we may be spiritually rich. How many know you can't buy anything from God with money? We've been taught even in the church that money answers everything. Not in heaven it doesn't, because your money doesn't work in heaven. But God has given you spiritual currency called faith. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Amen? So faith is a spiritual currency that needs to be tried by fire so that we can purchase gold from God in heaven. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. How are you going to do it? You're going to be doing it by genuine faith that has been tried by fire, fiery trials. Amen? How many have been going through a trial? Last few days. Even the last few days. I'm telling you what. The word of the Lord will test you. Amen? The Bible says on of Joseph, until his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. How many of those words of prophecy are testing you? They're being tested right now, right out of the gate. They were to release so many prophetic words. Oh, we're so blessed. So what's the devil doing? He's going to put some trials in your life. So that you give up and you give up the word. Amen? He comes to steal the word. How many know that's why we had to do some warfare this morning? I got feeling in the air when I walked in. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? I was here Wednesday night. What's going on here? It's called the devil is trying to take your word. You're going to do everything. You're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. But I'll tell you what, we're not backing down. We got to contend for the faith. We got to contend for the word of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> That's interesting. While well, I was gone in my writing retreat, I mean, you know, not too many people knew, but 
I had to take a writing retreat to finish the book. You know what the book I finished was? Got Faith. (laughs) Develop your measure of spiritual confidence. Amen. Anyway, I had to just finish that, and I come back, and I was like, okay, we got a word for this prophetic word that's been spoken over us. So it's like, bring it on, devil. Come on. Come on. We've got a church here that's not giving up. Amen? we got a church that's going to hold fast to the prophetic words. In fact, before I left on vacation, the Lord challenged me. Over the last several years, I want you to go back, recompile all the words, and begin to not prophesy them, declare them. Prophecy is what will come. Declaration say, it's happening now. Amen? We're going to declare because he prophesies it out of heaven. A lot of times we don't realize that when I give prophetic words, I'm reading from your book in heaven. In your book, they all were written the days he had fashioned for me when yet there was none of them. Psalm 139, verse 16. So you got a book in heaven. Do you have it? Because that which is written in heaven needs to be engraved on the tablets of your spirit, of your heart. Amen? I don't know about you. I feel the spirit of might on me this morning. I don't know. Mabel's just going, going out of town for a few days. I don't know. But I'm telling you what, we, we got a war with those prophetic words that God's given us. Amen. No backing down. No backing down. You got to bring it to the gate. We're not going to turn at the gate and run in the day of battle. No, we're going to take it to the devil. Why? Because we have the victory in Christ. Amen. All right. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 4. This is going to get good now, all right? So get happy. Get happy. Isaiah chapter 4. Remember, we went over this first. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, purged the blood of Jerusalem from his midst, by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. All right, so he's talking about a cleansing that has to come to Israel. God is talking about a cleansing that has to come to the body of Christ. Verse 5, then. Say with me, then. How many know it's a conditional promise? First, he's got to cleanse and purify you. Then he's going to do something wonderful. Amen? What's he going to do? Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion. How many know that Zion is referring to the church? The dwelling place of God is the temple, the tabernacle of God. Amen? Above every dwelling place... And above her assemblies, we are an assembly. Amen. We're not a gathering. We're an assembly. A gathering is just a menagerie of things gathered together. An assembly is put in order. How many know that God has set the members in the church as he pleased? Not as you please, as he pleased. Amen. How many know you're a living stone that God is placing in his church? He assembles it. He doesn't gather. He assembles it. You ever, you know, ever... um, uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th. This was years ago. You got a, you got this bicycle in a box. Pull all the pieces out. I thought, I thought I was getting a whole bike. And you look on the box and it says, assembly is required. How many of that's true for the church? He's not calling for a gathering. He's calling for an assembly. Everybody in their place doing what he's called to have. Every joint supplies. So many of it are still home from COVID. Hey, wake up call. We need you in the house. 
Because it's not about what you can get from TV or watching online. It's what you have to give to the body of Christ. You're not giving anything if you stay home. You got to get in the church, find your place that God's placed you, positioned you, so you can flourish and be a blessing. Amen. Need to change a little bit of mindset there. It's not all about what you can get, it's what you can give. Amen. And it's more blessed to give than to uh, receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. All right. Then the Lord will create over every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire. What kind of fire? A flaming fire. What kind of fire? A flaming fire. For over all the glory, there will be a covering and there will be a tabernacle. Say with me, tabernacle. For shade in the daytime from the heat and a place of refuge. Say with me, place of refuge. And for shelter from the storm and rain. How many know that the devil has tried to make Arizona a place of refuse instead of a place of refuge? How many know that this is a sanctuary state, not in the natural, in the spirit? There are going to be thousands more people coming to Arizona, not for the nice warm weather. But they're going to be coming to a place of refuge. Why? Because there's going to be an oasis that is being built here called the Arizona Awakening. There are streams of living water now beginning to flow out of the sanctuaries of glory in the city. And I'm believing God for 120 churches to carry this awakening. 120 churches are going to carry this awakening. Amen. So there'll be streams of salvation, streams of deliverance, streams of healing, streams of revelation, streams of miracles. Amen? That's what we're contending for. So we've got to be humble. We've got to be holy. We've got to be hungry. We've got to repent. We need to refine and be revived. Malachi chapter 3. Tying all this up now. Coming in for a quick landing. Give me five minutes. Who will give me five? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You haven't heard that in a while. So. All right. <laughs> all right. Chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. What will he do? Prepare the way. What will we do? Prepare the way. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Who will come? The Lord. Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who will stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire. Say with me, refiner's fire. And a wonder soap, and he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi. Say with me, purify the sons of Levi. How many know we're the sons of Levi? How do we know that? Because Levi was the priesthood. How many know that we are kings and priests unto our gods? That we are a holy priesthood, a holy nation. We are priests of God. And he said, I am coming to my temple as a refiner of silver. I've come to purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold. Purge them as what? Gold. 
gold and purge them as gold and silver. Why? Why is he purging us? Why is he cleansing us? Why is he sanctify us? That they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Say with me, offering in righteousness. You see, a purged priesthood produces purified offerings which yield a testimony of righteousness in heaven. How many know when you bring an offering unto the Lord that is purged because you're purged and you bring it as an offering before the Lord, it provides a testimony of righteousness in the courts of heaven, in your behind. How many know that your offering speaks in heaven? Just like your word speaking. How many know that blood speaks in heaven? Amen? So a purged priesthood produces purified offerings that yield a testimony of righteousness. How does this tie into this last scripture? Haggai, chapter 2, and verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more I will shake heaven and earth. Say with me, shake heaven and earth. How many know there's a lot of shaking going on in the natural and in the spirit? How many know we've had more earthquakes in the last several years? Why? Because there's a shaking going on. What's doing the shaking? Is God doing the shaking? No. Sin has defiled the earth and it causes its inhabitants to shake and quake because how many know that the earth is responding to iniquity in the land? More iniquity, more sin, The earth begins to quake because of it. And I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. Who is the desire of all nations? Jesus Christ. Listen now. And I will fill this temple with glory. Say with me, glory, Glory. says the Lord. Now he makes an interesting statement. Verse 8. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine. Gold refined in the fire. I counsel you to purchase from me gold refined in the fire. Where does it come? To a temple filled with glory. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord. And the glory of this latter temple shall be greater Then the former, says the Lord, and in this place I will give peace. You see, the purified offerings of a purged priesthood open the windows of heaven and fill his temple with gold and glory. Amen? This is how we purchase from the Lord. Gold refined in the fire. Now, let's go back to our original scripture, and this is what I'm closing with. Revelation and 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. A restored relationship with the Lord will revive 
our hunger for him. Let me say that one more time. A restored relationship with the Lord will revive our hunger from him. How do we know that? Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who is of a contrite and humble spirit. Why? To revive. Say with me, revive. To revive the heart of the humble and to revive the spirit of the contrite ones. How do we do that? When he knocks on our door, we need to step in, into that secret place. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, Behold, I saw a door open in heaven, and I heard a voice say, Come up here, and I will show you things that will shortly take place. How many know that God wants to reveal his secrets to you? But he can't reveal his secrets unless you're in the secret place. Amen? That is the place that God reserves for us to hear his voice. How many know it's just not for prophets? The Bible says that the Lord will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servant, the prophets. But you don't have to be a prophet to be a servant of the Most High God. You don't have to be a prophet to go into the secret place. He wants to reveal his secrets to you. It's that place of fellowship that we need to come to. Amen? Be humble, be holy, be hungry. Repent, refine, and be revived. All right, so there's two things that we have to purchase from the Lord to buy gold refined in the fire. Number one, we have to use the correct currency. One is we get genuine faith. I mean, we receive that gold from heaven through genuine faith. How many know that's one currency from heaven is faith? But there's another currency. It's time. You don't spend money to get from God, but you do have to spend something, and you've got to spend time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That means not a five-minute prayer. That means you have to abide in the secret place. You've got to spend time in the secret place to get that gold from heaven. Everybody stand. How many of you are hungry for more of him today? Thirsty. I'm opening up these altars right now. We can put on some. I know Ryan's probably not. Or um, Bryce, do you want to tickle the keys? Go ahead and do it. Go for it. We're opening up these altars right now, and we're going to confess this as we come forward. This is going to be the motto of this church in the revival. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. I want you to say it with me as you come forward. Come on now. Don't be shy. This is called an altar call. Get used to it. Amen. <laughs> Say with me, oh gods, you are my gods. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to cry out unto the Lord. Who's hungry for more of him this morning? Come on. 
Come on, begin to pray in the spirit. Lord, we're hungry. We're thirsty. We want more of you, O oh God. You are God. We will seek you early, God. My flesh longs for you. My soul thirsts for you in a dry and thirsty land. That's Arizona, where there is no water. I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray this with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I repent of my complacency, my spiritual lukewarmness. I repent in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the spirit of judgment. Thank you for the spirit of burning. I confess my sin of being lukewarm before you. I repent of claiming that I am rich, wealthy, and need of nothing. I confess that I have been spiritually poor, blind, and naked. So I desire this day to buy from you gold refined in the fire, that I may be spiritually rich. I desire to buy white garments that the shame of my nakedness would not be revealed. Lord, anoint my eyes with eye salve that I may see. Lord, I desire the cloak of zeal that I may repent and that as you knock on the door of my heart, that I would open the door to spend time in your presence in the name of Jesus. Revive me, O oh God. Let the secret place be my place of an encounter with you. I desire to be humble, to be holy, and to be hungry for more of you. I repent, refine me, God, and revive me in your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want you to begin to call out unto God. Lord, we cry out for the spirit of judgment, the spirit of burning. Father, we desire to purge us of all spiritual lethargy, complacency. Lord, that we would be fully equipped to be your sons, your daughters, your servants. In the name of Jesus, pour out your spirit, pour out your glory. Pour out your glory upon us. Father, we desire the flaming fire of your spirit. Father, we cry out for a baptism of fire. We desire the refiner's fire to purge us, cleanse us as gold and much fine gold. We cry out for the judgments of God's. They are more desired than gold and much fine gold. Father, we pray, God, that even through the trials that we're walking through, that you would purify our faith, God. And we would come forth as gold in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, that you would burn up the chaff. Burn up the chaff. Baptize us fresh in the fire of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we would come forth as gold in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, refine our words, our works, and our ways. 
Father, thank you for the spirit of judgment and burning. We cry out. I want you to say this with me. We cry out for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. We desire it as gold. We desire it as precious silver. We desire the fear of the Lord and your judgments in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's sing it. Let's sing it. Whatever you got there, let's sing it. Sing it. You are the 
Hallelujah. Just receive from the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of judgment and burning. Thank you, Lord, for the conviction. Thank you for the cleansing. Make us clean. Make us clean, God. Make us holy, even as you are holy. Revive. Revive your remnant, God. Revive us. Refine us and revive us. Refine us and revive us. Refine us and revive us, God.
Hallelujah. How many? What's tomorrow's date? May 1st, known as what? May Day. May Day. How many know that is a call for war? May Day. The Lord spoke to me this during worship. We're in a war. This next seven days that we're going into fasting, I'm going to send out the prayer focus for May. But it's going to be about warring over the prophetic word and breaking the yokes and the bonds of wickedness that had come against this church. Okay, that's what it's going to be. How many know sometimes it takes more than one hit? Amen. Next seven days, consecrated prayer and fasting to break the yokes of bondage the enemy set against and contend for the words of the Lord that he's spoken over the church. Amen. I'm going to bless you as we're dismissed. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your people this morning. I declare they're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I declare, Lord God, that they are ambassadors of Christ, ministers of reconciliation, epistles read of all men, vessels of honor fit for the master's use. They may have come in as a lamb, but they're going out as a lion. For the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So we're going to roar in this church as we dismiss this morning. On the count of three, ready, church? One, two, three. God bless you. We'll see you at Awakening House of Prayer tomorrow. If you need special prayer, go to Suite 100 right through those doors. Suite 100, if you need special prayer from our ministry team, God bless you.